Blog Talk Radio. Hi, Dad. How are you? Hi. I'm fine. How are you? I'm good. I'm glad you're here. Uh, so I know you got a great show planned for us. And so what are we talking about today? Talk about God. How's that? Okay. Wow. Imagine that. It's <laughs> all good. God coaching with you, Dad. Tell us about God. I love the stories that you shared with us, and it's made God real personal to me and others, I'm sure. So what are we going to talk about, God? It's a great story, God himself. It's, it's uh, a good story. Let's talk about God. Who is God? Well, you know, God is a spirit, but he's also your buddy. Terry taught me that God is your buddy. God is in three parts. God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Ghost. The Son being Jesus, the Holy Ghost being the Holy Spirit, and God is God. He has three entities, and he yet he has three entities being in one. But God is a holy man, a holy God. But remember this, that God, you talk to God, but you don't have to speak verbally. God understands you. There was a movie out several years ago about a little girl that was healed. She had this intestinal disease and tracts, and she was in very much pain. Man, the man that spent all his money, and the woman that mother spent all their money on on her illness. She was playing in the backyard with her sister. Not in, in she was playing in the backyard, but she was in pain. I mean, she couldn't eat. She couldn't, I mean, for months, she was fed with a tube. Anyway, she had a tragic accident. This sick girl had a tragic accident. And she wanted to be with God. She thought that God had stayed her home. God said, uh, she said, you know, when you talk to God, he talks through your thoughts. He and I conversed. We talked. But we didn't speak. That's wonderful. If you know, if the whole world was like that, there'd be no more arguments. But we, she spoke. She said, "God, I want to be healed." And God said, "You're going to be healed." She said, "I don't want to go back unless you heal me." She said, "You're going back." Well, they argued for a while. My daughter tells me the story that she gets up sometimes with the Holy Spirit and the God, and they argue back and forth. What are you doing, Holy Spirit? And the Holy Spirit tells her this. She calls it, I Holy Spirit, my buddy, I think it is. Whatever. I'll let Terry straighten it out. T straighten it out. I got to be careful because I called her Terry out of my life. But her name is really Terry. And we named her, but I never used it. So I call her T. Every once in a while I sit and call her Terry. She don't like that. But she, she's not like the other Spirit. Amen. She, she, she hurries like God. She argues like me. She argues out loud. Anyway, your little girl said to God, said, I don't want to go back. God said, you're going back, but I'll heal you. Please don't let me go back and be here. God said, you've got wonderful parents. They'll miss you. She said, I don't want to go back. She said, I broke the letter to call the money of all I had to, to uh, get me healed, and that wasn't healed. I was in tremendous pain. Anyway, the miraculous part of it all was she was healed. She talks about her body coming out of the body, going back in her body, and all of this. But that's her God, the Lord God, who judges, who loves, 
enthusiasm, everything. Most everybody knows who, who what God is, but most everybody doesn't believe in God. Believe me, they live for God. I want people to live for God. God wants people to live for him. God is a, people don't like this, especially my daughter, God is a vengeful God. He avenges things that irritate him. You ever been in trouble before? God avenges sin. Psalms 94 says, Rise up, judge of the earth, and pay back to the proud what they deserve. One version says, O Lord God, to whom vengeance belongs. O God, to whom vengeance belongs. Show thyself. How many of you have been up against somebody and you wish that you had the power to reach out and smack them down, to put them away, to avenge them? Many times I have, because I'm an unusual person in a sense that God knew what he's doing to save me, otherwise I'd be dead. But, you know, I'm not a big guy or anything else, but there are times in my life that I want to hurt somebody, hurt somebody bad. But who who does it hurt? God does it hurt. But I used to walk beside my father, not a big guy. I said to myself, I'm, I'm, nobody's hurt me because I'm with my father. My father was the home, I mean, the uh, human father. My human father knew better than taking me to certain places because people would be honest. But God takes care of that. Rise up, judge the earth, and pay back to the proud. God will fight your battles. He will fight everything you need to be fought for. My God is a loving God. He's a trying God. I love him with all my heart. There's a love for God that most people can't understand. And I wish I could voice it to you personally. Lord, how long shall the wicked and how long shall the wicked triumph? People triumph against you. A lot of this I've talked today is with, well, I'll use myself as an example because I can give you many examples of God's love and God's vengeance. But how long will they triumph? You know, I had a business that I built by myself, meaning, well, but not by myself. I had a, I hired a bunch of people and built a building and all that kind of stuff. But anyway, I had a business. And not to brag, but next thing you know, I was doing $1,000 a day and $12,000 a month and twelve, $15,000 a month and $20 million a year. So I had a lot of people respecting me. Oh, boy, he's smart. One guy sitting on the back of one of my buildings, and he said, Gene, God has blessed you in the usual way. I said, yes, he is. How long will it last? It didn't last too long in the sense that people got on me. There were people that were so proud of me in some way or envious of me in some evil. The next thing you know, for them people around me, but some of it was mismanaged by me. 
And next thing you know, I had uh, a lawsuit here, a lawsuit there, and I've never been to court, and never have been to court, and still I haven't been to court. But then attorney generals got in touch with me, and and uh, I proudly said, you can do what you want to do, you dumb. Well, I won't say what I said out loud. But I said, you can do what you want to do. Well, they tried to do it then. Do the next thing you know. I had uh, 39 attorney generals that got after me. It was at me they were after. They were after the people I was selling to. The people I was selling to were, I was providing their their list of things that they wanted to sell. So the attorney general said, they're your people. I said, they're not my people. They're individuals that in business for themselves. It kept things going on and on and on until I finally gave up. Gave up because I don't go to court. When you go to court, you, you're wrestling with men women that have their desires and they can make their desires known. Some are powerful, some are not so powerful. But in the end, I gave $20 million away. The business, I just shut it down. I had 130 employees at that time and I said, give them all the severance pay and I said, we're going to shut down. And I did. So I said, Lord, how long shall the wicked how long shall the wicked triumph? How long shall they we utter and speak hard, hard things? And all the workers of human iniquity boast themselves. There were a lot of boasting. They break in pieces the people, O oh Lord, and afflict their heritage. I'm reading in Psalms 94 and a King James Version. They say the widow and a stranger and murder their fatherless. They murdered me, basically. About, I don't know, six months, I was without. I argued with everybody. I argued with the Lord. I said, God, what am I doing wrong? But God does the avenging. It says in Psalms 94, God alone will take care of you. Verse 6, they say the widow, the stranger, and the murder of the fatherless. Yet they say, the Lord shall not, neither, ne, the Lord will not see, neither will uh, shall the Lord and God and Jacob regard it. In other words, who gives a flip about God? That's what they were saying. And they won. They took my business, my building, buildings, I think I had five buildings at the time. And they destroyed it. They didn't make any money off of it. No, it cost them a, a huge amount of money fighting me. But I never took them to court. They never took me to court. They tried to take me to court, but I wouldn't come. But I had to shut down. But God took care of me. Many a night, I stood up the entire night, and I cried out to God, what am I doing wrong? Would you help me? Was he silent? Yes, he was. He got my attention. Then God spoke to me. He said, I want you to be what you're doing and be with me and don't worry about these people. And I don't. I did not. I made, I'm not going to say I made money, but I did. And I, I, I tried my best to be, to, to, to live like you should live. But we don't do it all. We have we have God, and he wants us to be wise. He wants us to be with him. He wants to ask us, 
How many times have you talked to God? A lot of you are going to say, well, I've never talked to God because God don't talk. God does talk. God will talk to you. Like the little girl said, he doesn't, we don't, he doesn't use language like we speak, like I am now. He uses thoughts. He implants that thought in your head, and you give him something, and he provides the thought. So talk to God like you, he's your buddy. I say, T, what do you mean he's my buddy? He is my buddy, but I a God. He's omnipotent, omnipresent, and omniscient. He is everything to me. He is my God who loves me, who takes care of me, and he takes care of you. God has blessed me now in an unusual manner. He blessed me even before. He blessed me the time I lost this $20 million building. And all the buildings that I've lost or gained or whatever. I've been successful. I agree, admit that. But I know that God allows me to be. But if I get proud, what does he do? He takes it from me. He avenges me. Verse 9, he plans the ear. He plans the ear. said, I'm not here. He gives you ear. Do you not hear? He gives you eye. Do you not see? He that teaches the brethren, he shall be. So might he correct? He that teaches man knowledge, shall not know. He'll teach you everything you need to know. The wisdom that the God bestows upon men and women are what they're supposed to get. But they don't receive the wisdom. You know why? Because they do it out of pride. God, God wants you to be humble and yet correct. He wants you to be strong. How do you be strong and humble? Many a times. I've been strong, not very humble. Have I tried to kill somebody? Mm-hmm. Well, I'll leave that down off. I have not tried I have not tried to kill anybody, but has people suffered at my hand? Yes they have. Am I proud of that? No. Not a bit. I have been places crashed aircraft. I was in three airplane crashes, and God saved me. But was I scared? You know, I'm not proud of that, but I'm not willing scared. Why? Well, first of all, I was too dumb to be proud, too too dumb to be scared. Second of all, I know that God, even when I was in this airplane crash over Kodiak, Alaska, I know that God was with me. My commander said, Gene, what the heck are you... Uh, he said that nice. He said, what the heck are you laughing about? I said, oh, it's going to be all right, Commander. Don't worry about it. We'll land this plane. We did. We landed 800 feet to the left of the runway, to the radar shack, to the plane all the pieces. Not a person was hurt. God, God protected me. He had, He sometimes he had the almost knowledge to, to, to protect me. He had to reach down and grab hold of me. I don't want anyone to have to go through some of the things I went through. But remember, God is God. Nobody can teach God. Sometimes we think we can say, God, I want you to do this. Nothing happened. Not humble. Not humble a bit. But at times we argue with God. Even today I'll argue with God. Today I was arguing with God about some trivial thing. And God said, why don't you read this part? I read, open the Bible. Which is a guidebook. I live by the Bible. A lot of people don't, but I do. Because it's God's Word. You just open the book and I'll show you. And I open the book, boom, 
he did. Well, verse 11, God knoweth the thoughts of man, but they are vanity. My thought. Blessed is the man whom thou facest her. O Lord, teach us. 13, verse 13, that thou mayest give him rest in the days of adversity. Have I been in adversity in adversity oh, many times? Have I stayed up two and three and four days trying to search something in? I've had several businesses, some of them successful, some of them not very successful. But at all times, God was there. Did I know God was there? Well, I fought him most of the time. But God was there. For the Lord will not cast out his people, neither will he forsake his, his, his people. God never forsake me. I want you to understand that God is God. There's only one of him in three entities. There's many billions of people, and God wants them all to come to him. Do they come? Do you come? No. But God loves you. He loves you, and he wants you to come. He loved you so much. You know what he did? He looked at me one day and he said, Gene, I'm going to send somebody to die for you and heal your sins on the cross. He said to me personally, he did it for the world. And God sent his only son, his only begotten son, his only one and only son, the son that helped him form the earth to take a man from the sea to the sky to give the son. He laid all the sins of the world on his life, on his shoulders, and then on the cross. That was his only son. When all the sins on, of the world was given to his son, God had to turn his back because God cannot live and look at, at sin. To the point where the, his only son looked up to the heavens and they made one statement that lives me for eternity. My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? And that's what God did. He forsook him for a few moments until he took all the sins of the world. And he beat the devil's hind end and he sent him down the road. And God said, that's my son. He teaches you a lesson. The lesson that the devil knows that God won. And that all the sins and death and everything was given to the to the son, and the son was resurrected three days later. Can you imagine? Three days later, the precious son of God was given new life, and he and he was born and brought out of the grave. Five hundred people before he was sent up heaven. That's my God. That's my son. That's my Savior. That's Jesus Christ. What is going on with the verse in Psalm 94? But the judgment shall return unto righteousness, and all the upright in heart shall follow it. Who will rise up for me against the evildoers? Who will stand up for me against the workers of iniquity? Unless the Lord our God has been my help and my soul has almost dealt in time. When I say my my foot slips, by mercy, he reaches and grabs my foot when it slips. There's a song that says, I'm all right when I know that he's holding my hand. And God will always hold your hand. 
Psalms 94, another version of the Bible. The God will not reject his people. He will never take your name. Judgment will again be found on the righteous. And the upright is hard. Follow it. Remember, God is there to love you, to protect you, and most people like this, and discipline you. You're not being disciplined by God. you got to check it out. Because I guarantee you that God was disciplined. I had this with my daughter. She's on the phone now with me. I had this. Did I want to discipline her? No. And I never took anger out of her. said, I'm not today because I'm, I'm too angry with you. Not today. She come in from school. She said, now, Daddy? And I said, nope. Today I'm too angry. Too angry. Third day, I finally said, yes, it is today. And I took my belt and I wrapped her on her butt. So what she had done, she lied to me. It's all right. Verse 17, unless the Lord had given me help, I would soon have dealt the silence of death. Verse 18, when I said, my foot is slipping, you unfailing love, Lord, supported me. When anxiety was great within me, your consolation brought me joy. That's the God that I have. He gives me joy. He gives me satisfaction. Can a corrupt throne be allied with me? <clears throat> Something you need to listen to very carefully and read. Can a corrupt throne offer to me? Can evil, corrupt people be allied with you? No. God said, don't bring those people to me. Misery and the advice of the greed. The wicked band together against the righteous and condemn the innocent. But God has my fortress. God is my rock in whom I take refuge. He will repay them for their sins. God will take care of you. God take care of me. It's one, I mean, how many times? Oh, I can't explain it, but and God works with you. And God is in you, Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit, you and God and Christ, do you realize the ally you have? You have you have God, which is God. You have Jesus, which is Savior, now in heaven. You have the Holy Spirit. You know where the Holy Spirit lives? He lives within you. When I, when I say I want to talk to my God, you know, I lay, I lay in bed at night when I sleep. I lay in bed and I say, Holy Spirit, let's go talk to God. God says, whatever you need, I give you within reason. Whom do I take refuge? He will repay them for their sins, your, your enemies, and store them for their wickedness. The Lord God will destroy them. God does the judgment. I know that when I was living in sin, I would not carry a gun. I would not even get a permit to carry a gun. Now, I had plenty of guns, but they didn't permit for them. I never carried them. I never not got permission to carry them. Obviously, I did now. <laughs> because I knew that if somebody crossed me enough, that I'd kill them. Simple as that. Was I evil? No, I was worldly. But then God saved me, brought me out of it. I care about them because I can defend myself. I know better than to do it vengefully 
because God avenges me. He takes care of me. That's my God. That could be your God today. The Lord is my defense and my God and is the rock of my set refuge. He shall bring upon them that their own iniquity. In other words, he avenges me and shall cut them off in their own wickedness. The Lord our God shall cut them off. I don't have to do a thing now except trust God. I love God. I hope you love him. You don't, you don't know God. You look at Christ, you know that he died for you. He's your sin. And you go to him and you say, Jesus Christ, save me. I mean, you read the thief on the cross. Christ said, God or Christ. And he said, we, oh, Christ, will you save me? We are, can I be with you? And Christ said, in that baptism, it wasn't oral, it was anything. I said to him, today, you'll be with me in practice. Why? Because he's a loving God. God loves you. He wills you. He wants to destroy anything around you that's hurting you. God will take care of you. God will save you. And you know what? One day we'll all rise up to heaven and what a glorious time it will be. We'll live in eternity with God forever. Am I a fool for this? Well, maybe so. But at least what? I'm a godly fool. I love God. You can love God. I have intelligence. I went to college. I understand all these things. Not everything. Of course, I learn every day. But I know that God loves me, and God will love you. So I'll stop there, T, and maybe it's up to you. Well, that's really good, Dad. So uh, I have a question for you Okay, about this. So God, there's some, there was a verse in the Bible you said God makes a promise. He is bound by that, by that promise. He, he won't break it, right, when he makes a promise to you. Do you, do you remember you right. told me about that? There's, okay, what yeah, verse is that? Do, do you know? It's a whole verse, not, not so much a one verse, but it's a, the, it, when he makes a covenant with you. It's an uh-huh. unbreakable covenant. In, uh, Genesis, in Genesis, when you, when you give Abraham his covenant, but it's an unconditional covenant, which means you don't have anything to do with God does it. Okay, but a covenant, what is a covenant? So that's a good question. Covenant, a covenant is when God speaks to you. And he right? says, if you will, I will. If you will, I will. If okay. you will. Now, a covenant with God means unconditional covenant. That there's no restrictions to it. You accept Christ, it's a covenant. You accept Christ, God accepts you, keeps you. Not you. You don't keep God, or you don't have anything to do with it. God keeps you. He convicts you, and he warns you, and everything. He disciplines you, but he keeps you. You can never get out of his hand. His hand is supreme. I love love the fact that God keeps me. If he didn't keep me, I'd be in trouble. Okay. So let me ask you a question. This is another one. So God makes a covenant with you. Can you ask God for a covenant? Hey, can you, can you know, and I'm asking this for a reason. So God says, okay, uh, Tree, I want you to do this, this, and this, or I'm going to do this, this, and this for you. And I go, okay, what can I do? 
and and then then and and we I have a way to connect with this is my thing my for me I go and he says I promise because when he tells me I, I promise you then I know that and I don't ask for that I just hear it right because I you know and so he says I promise you right is that is that a covenant like with me and God chatting or anybody you and God or whatever maybe he promises you I, I don't know um, I I have a you know we all talk the way we talk and we have our own way we do stuff so is that God making a promise is that a covenant when he says that let me explain something a covenant there's two types of covenants like conditional covenant okay. Unconditional okay. covenant. Unconditional okay. God says to you, T, if you accept Christ on the cross that bear your sins, here's a conditional covenant, unconditional covenant. I will save you and bring you up to heaven. I don't care how many violent you are. I have discipline you, but here's the covenant. You are saved. You have nothing to do with except to, to, to accept it by faith. Once you're accepted by faith, you're there in his hand. That's the conditional covenant. Unconditional okay. meaning it's unconditional means that you don't have to do a thing after you accept him. You have to do work for him. You don't belong to yourself. But a conditional covenant, there are conditions, your conditions and his conditions. I will okay. if you will. That's conditional. Unconditional is you're mine, always mine. I have you in my hand and no one can take you out. That's that's okay. unconditional covenant. You have nothing to do with it. Okay. All right. I understand what you're saying. Thank you. Um, all right. Cool. Um, and I know that uh, I appreciate this. Thank you, Dad. I, I did. I got a lot out of it. I always do, but thank you so very much. Anyway, so we'll see each other. We'll see everybody next uh, Friday. Same bat time, same bat channel. <laughs> it's all good. Anyway. I, uh, uh, I would like to prayers. And that listen to this later on, I'm sure most of you listen later on. Well, let's have a prayer right. for me. I'm uh, in uh, an inquiry about certain things, and I know that God will ha- work it out for me. I know that because God said he will work it out for me. So in your prayers, think of me. Carnal Jean. <laughs> Carnal, meaning I am carnal. That's my my name is Colonel. Colonel Colonel, I like it. <laughs> tomato, tomato, right? Tomato, okay. tomato. Okay. Remember your prayers, my prayers, and I'll think of you constantly and pray for you. All you believers and unbelievers, except Christ. That's the key to the whole thing. Why am I doing this? Why not? Why do I take an hour? or half hour on Friday at three o'clock and do a devotion like this. I I don't I get enjoyment out of it. But I do it for people that need Christ, need to grow closer to Christ and have Christ in their life. Go ahead, Dad, preach again. All right. Well we'll we'll be we'll be on the we'll be here next Friday for everybody everyone and uh enjoy enjoy your weekend and it's uh it is columbus day so anyway uh it's a long weekend for a lot of us so you guys take care bye now bye